0: I wish people on Earth would come to their senses and finally understand that there is nothing more precious and valuable than human life. Uh, I'm grateful to everyone who supports Ukraine now in this difficult time through donations, good deeds and words of science and support, like uh, today on this
1: symposium. Hello and welcome to this episode of Under 30, the podcast series of the Youth Partnership. Today we are at the Navigating Transitions Symposium of the Youth Partnership, which is happening in Tirana, Albania from 21st to 23rd of June. And we have with us three participants of the symposium who came from Ukraine, Alina, Anna and Svetlana. Uh, during the symposium itself, we have, with the participants, also created a wall of solidarity, where they posted their messages and this uh, paper will be taken then to the Youth Centre in Kremenchuk.
2: I think Svitlána was here at the beginning of the symposium and you told us your stories about, about the war and yourself, about how you feel about all these things. I think it'd be good to start with these personal stories. How are you finding yourself in this situation and what are your thoughts about it? And then maybe we talk a little bit about the topic of the symposium, the transitions, and, and how actually the war and the situation in Ukraine now impacted the transition. So let's start with the story. Svetlana, maybe you can start.
0: Ok, thank you. Hello, my name is Svetlana. I work in a yes organization in my native town, Kremenchuk. And I want uh, to tell you something about myself, how does it feel to live in a war. I never thought that a war would ever come to my life, but unfortunately, my country is now suffering from Russians military aggression. And uh, you know, perhaps the only plus is that the whole country in a moment forgot about the coronavirus pandemic. We can uh, protect ourselves from the disease by isolating ourselves uh, from others uh, or by getting vaccinated, uh, but nothing will protect our lives from the bombs falling from the air. How do I feel uh, at this moment? Uh, I'm terrified. I'm afraid uh, to hear that uh, someone I know died on the front line or was seriously injured. I'm afraid to know that my friends lost their home and they have nowhere to go. Then certainly how long this nightmare would last uh, terrifies me. During the first months, I uh, kept hearing the sound of the siren, even if it was a noise of uh, an ordinary electrical appliance. Also, I learned how to pack up merely fast uh, and uh, to put my whole life into a small backpack. Wishing peace, uh, good health uh, and comfort uh, have become not just ordinary words for me. So, I wish people on Earth would come to their senses and finally understand that there is nothing more precious and valuable than human life. Uh, I'm grateful to everyone who supports Ukraine now in this difficult time through donations, good deeds and words of science and support, like uh, today on this symposium.
1: Thank you very much. Alina, could you share with us your story?
0: Yeah,
3: for sure. My worst story began from the 23rd of February, because I get the coronavirus. And I stayed at the, my parents' home uh, from the 23rd of February. And uh, on the night of 23rd of February, the war began. And um, this is was uh, my personal start of this war. Uh, and for now I am living with my parents. Our city uh, is situated in the center. And it has very important strategical ob- object, a very important strategical plant uh, which provides oil. And uh, my parents' home is situated from this plant in six kilometers. So each time when Russian rockets get to this place, uh, I heard it and I feel this sound and I feel this uh, fear inside me. Uh, but uh, if we will take our daily work i am youth worker and i'm yoga teacher and uh, i have with my colleagues uh, from social organization i have a program resilience uh, it includes physical and mental health component and we try not to become crazy by ourselves and we try to help other people especially youngsters especially teenagers especially young parents uh, not to become crazy in this dark time, in this war time because each of us has to feel some uh, some resilience inside us because uh, this is the one way and the one kind of resilience we can have today.
2: Thank you, Alina. Anna, would you like to tell your story?
4: Mm, I would like to tell my story too. <clears throat> How started war for me? uh 23 february i just uh, come from uh, hospital i had surgery and um, on 24 february uh, i woke up uh, when my husband was screaming wake up we are bombed!" it was shocked with me i i stand up and say what do you see you crazy i want to sleep <laughs> and uh, so this was my first reaction I didn't want to realize it. No, it's not about us. It cannot happen. But in 25 February, we started to help our soldiers and the people who left uh, Kharkiv, Sumy, Chernihav, and they come to Kremenchik. So two months were like one day for me. I woke up, sleep, woke up, sleep every day. Uh, doing the same things. And uh, it was very scary in one moment, but in any time, you need to be ready for everything. Uh, For me, uh, this war is very difficult also because I have a son, he's 16 years old. And before the war started, he decided to be military. So he is studying at the military college in Kremenchuk and uh, as mother, I uh, I'm so scared that it will uh, never end, and uh, I had a dream that it will end very soon, and uh, he will um, change his decision, and uh, he will be a lawyer, or uh, he will be an economist, or, or he will uh, be a journalist. But now, now he's saying, no, mom, I will be military. Uh, this war change our lives and not only for adult people uh, and for young people.
2: Yeah, I think definitely for everybody. It's good that you said that people of all ages actually are affected. I mean, it's not only adults uh, or or elderly people, it's uh, young people, everybody actually. But we are in Tirana and this symposium on transitions and there we already learned from the material before the symposium, but also during symposium, that there are different transitions. There is not only one transition. When we think about young people, not only thinking about transition to adulthood, there are other transitions that people go through. And sometimes they don't even know where is this point of destination, where they're going to go, and where they're going to reach. And when I think about a very strong experience and a war is definitely a very strong experience, and then these transitions probably in many situations were very disturbed or they were stopped even or maybe totally diverted to another way of transitioning. If I even take into account your son and uh, and probably there are many people as well who suddenly needed to change their career. They wanted to be somebody else and then they had to be military. They had to be soldiers because this was the requirement to go and defend the country. Uh, when you look at your young people, at the young people you work with in the youth center, how this war affected these different transitions?
4: Um, you know, uh, my son has a, a lot of friends and I'm young mother, I'm only 44 years old. So I can say that I'm young woman who have different transitions. My transition was, I'm a psychologist and I work with people and what I see in myself that uh, I freeze like ice and uh, maybe two months, I started thinking, what should I do? What should I do? Where do, uh, do I need to go? My job, uh, it's not good. I cannot help this country. I cannot help myself. This was uh, such um, a mental position when you don't feel grass under your foot.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, but I'm lucky. <laughs> I'm professional and it's helped me to uh, prevent my emotional difficult uh, situations. Uh, what about uh, young people? They uh, change their lives. Some of guys uh, wanted to, t- to be in city military. I don't know how to say it in English. English. Territorial defense. And uh, I work with these guys uh, saying, no, stop. We have enough of people uh, who can uh, save our country, uh, they're professionals. You need to think about the future. You need to think about your future kids, about your parents. Stop and work with that you can. Just remember, you need to be there. You can help with other things. You can help with mental health for people who are near with you.
3: If we are talking about changing in professional life, it seems like all of Ukrainians became a professional volunteers and logistics manager because we really help our soldiers and we need to help our ATPs. We help our refugees from Ukraine because a lot of people had left Ukraine. Uh, a lot of people stayed there and um, maybe 80% of Ukrainians, volunteers, in that or other way, sending money, collecting food, collecting uh, clothes, collecting some different stuff, or uh, helping uh, refugees and uh, IDPs to find the job, to find the uh, uh, shelter, to find a flat, and uh, to find a car, or even find the uh, doctor for for the kids, or stuff like
0: that. As for me, uh, it's difficult to yeah to make plans for the future now. And uh, I constructively think that uh, we had to make another professional choice uh, 10 years ago in order to be able to better help our army with money or to be useful for uh, other people like Anna.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I think it's not the first time you hear it in this podcast, what you said, Alina, that most of the people in Ukraine became professional volunteers. And I think that's what happens usually in situations when you are under uh, huge uh, stress and um, and also you see that the only way you can actually help is actually to get involved and do something. I think there is a lot of people who are probably living in different areas of Ukraine who still feel that helpless in certain domains, I guess, but I think that this message is very is very strong. The transitions of young people, yeah they were disturbed as you said your transitions as well which on one hand, it leads you probably to somewhere that you don't know where it leads because the war is still on; it doesn't end, and this probably also influences other transitions. That's what we heard also from from Olena, for example, from Kremenchuk. That the problem with youth work now uh, and working with young people is that you cannot plan anything well ahead; that uh, the planning is very short-term oriented for
3: one week. You cannot plan uh, some things you will do in the other month. You can plan only several days.
2: We In the symposium, uh, as Marieta said at the beginning, we have collected on the big piece of paper, the, we called it the Solidarity Wall, some messages from, from the participants that you are going to take with you to the youth center in Kremenchuk. And I saw from the audience where I was sitting when you were taking it, uh, that you were very touched by this. Do you think this kind of things make sense? Are they important?
4: Well, uh, Sometimes we need to know that in this world, we are not alone. And uh, in the other country, somebody can take your hand, say some word, uh, just uh, say, I see you. I know that you are here. I feel your pain. I know what is your pain. And uh, it makes you wings to fly and uh, it's inspiring you to live your
3: life and uh, do what you do so thank you so much it was very emotional thank you yeah this is really so delicate and touchable and emotional thing because uh, this not only uh, some few words and a uh, piece of paper uh, this also mm, Reminding that we are not alone and that uh, European people are with us, especially European people, not only European, different governments and uh, like different official stuff, Uh, because uh, when we uh, speak like heart to heart, person to person, it always uh, make new senses and new life stories and really appreciate this one. Uh, this support, this kindness from different countries, and also mm, there are a lot of Ukrainians uh, abroad and they have to feel their self in safe because they don't have usually like daily schedule or they don't have the traditional food or they don't have any points of view about their future. And this support, even in the wars, it's really important because it helps you to,
0: to feel yourself alive. It's very important for us to talk about war and uh, see the response in your eyes and hearts. You give us uh, the strength uh, to fight in the world. So thank you very much
1: for your contribution to this podcast. And this is why we do this. And, and also the youth partnership will continue to, to give a chance for people from Ukraine and also for those who are working in other countries with Ukrainian refugees to let their voices heard through our podcasts and through our various different initiatives. Thank you very much.
2: Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.